the To Read List. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 139 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby. Hey. My brother Andrew. Rar. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband Dylan is our sound recordist. Meow. Oh, oh no, you guys. Dylan, you took it too far. So at least mine is appropriate to the theme of what we're doing here today. That mine was a ghost saying hey. <laughs> and mine was a lion, which is appropriate to my story. Mm, spoiler. Uh, no, it's in the first paragraph, Toby. <laughs> All right, so because Halloween is next week, we are getting you in the spooky spirit, and we're going to talk about some scary stories. Toby is, I guess, aficionado of this genre because he assigned uh, both Andrew and I stories that we hadn't read. I did not assign. I suggested with emphasis. I will say that as I started reading the story, I remember that I had read it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was surprised when you guys said that neither of you had read these. I was like, wow, they're really, they're so famous. So This one was assigned in like seventh grade. Yeah. It's mm. a classic. So, which is all well and good, but, like, I didn't remember the specific title. Like, I knew I had read some Ray Bradbury, and if you had strapped me to a chair and had me try to remember the plots of them, I probably could have come up with this plot, but I had no recollection of the title. If I were a serial killer talking about spooky things, that's what I would do, is I would strap people to chairs and be like, tell me the plot of this Ray Bradbury story. Bailey, we all know it. you would freeze people, cut them into pieces, and make them into puzzles. Ooh. <laughs> her name would be Jigsaw Wait. <laughs> That's the best joke anyone's ever made on no, this podcast. My name would be The Librarian. No, puzzles, oh, puzzles, puzzles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I want to be a serial killer, I want to do it my way. Fair enough. So, Andrew, you should go first since we were talking a little bit about your story. Tell us what short story Toby assigned to you. Come on. <laughs> Professor Toby assigned to me... Yeah, um, I don't hate that. <laughs> the Velt, V-E-L-D-T, by Ray Bradbury. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, it's a short story, so it's very short. I don't want to get too much into what happens in it, because if you do that, you basically tell the whole thing that happens. But suffice it to say, it's a story about technology of the not-so-distant future and uh, the implications of how people would begin to behave uh, when everything was taken care of for them. Specifically, children. Mm. So that was the the sort of tagline. Basic plot is father and mother are worried that their kids are spending too much time in the nursery, which is like a hyper-realistic virtual reality chamber. Mm, Interesting. And here's a quote. He stepped into Africa. How many times in the last year had he opened this door and found Wonderland, Alice the Mock Turtle, or Aladdin and his Magic Lamp, or Jack Pumpkinhead of Oz, or Dr. Doolittle? Where the cow jumping over a very real appearing moon, all delightful contraptions of a make-believe world. How often had he seen Pegasus flying the sky ceiling, or seen fountains of red fireworks, or heard angel voices singing, but now it is yellow hot Africa, this bake oven with murder in the heat. Perhaps Lydia was right. Perhaps they needed to take a little vacation from the fantasy, which was growing a bit too real for the ten-year-old children. It was all right to exercise one's mind with gymnastic fantasies, But when the lively child mind settled on one pattern, it seemed that, at a distance, for the past month, he had heard lions roaring, smelled their strong odor seeping as far away as his study door. But being busy, he had paid it no attention. Yeah, I love this story. Yeah, it's a great combination of sci-fi and horror. And it is also, like, not a gross-out, super adult horror, so you could read it as, like, a seventh grader and get the same, like, oh, no, reaction that you get from... 
from reading it now. It doesn't have like super mature themes, I suppose, is what I mean. So it's Ooh. a scary story for all ages. Yeah. This makes me want to read it. Well, you can in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure most of our stories you'll just be able to Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Velt was a very popular one. I remember reading it and just having the impression, like, every once in a while you come away from a short story and you just, just, you're just like, wow, what a perfectly executed nugget of art. Mm-hmm. And I think this one is quite famous as just being like, woof, every sentence, every, just the building of the atmosphere, the punchline at the end, just really really well done nice yeah there's nothing extra in it it's very like to the point direct spooky boom nice so since this is a mini so let's switch it up instead of doing out of five stars let's do out of five screams oh i was gonna say like how scared were you how Uh. scary so like one to five screams scream bats (laughs) <laughs> one to five screaming bats. That's tough because I don't want to be, I don't want to dismiss it. It was probably only like a three screams, but I think mm-hmm. it's a very good short story. It just didn't like have me, I'm not going to be like not able to sleep tonight because of the contents of it. So yeah. like four bats, but three screams. Yes. Four bats, three screams, 20 count choculos. Got it. Mm. Got it. Perfect. All right. One, a two, <laughs> three bats. Okay. <laughs> All right, Toby, why don't you go next? What story did you have? I will go next. Um, I chose a story a little bit different, um, a manga short story. Uh, no, you can't even call it a short story. Um, just a manga story by the famous author Junji Ito. He's Japanese. I've dropped his name on this podcast before. I've actually dropped his name, uh, dropped the name of this collection on the podcast before because I got it from the bookstore with the money that Dylan and Bailey gave me for my birthday. Yo, it welcome. was previous shame. <laughs> yes, it was previous shame, and I finished it. Um, this is a collection called Shiver, and it is, I think, eight or nine of his manga stories. They are all horror. You should be aware before you go shopping for it for yourself. They are the opposite of the Velt. Very adult, very graphic, very, very scary. Not child-friendly in any way. I think you could be locked in prison for showing uh, <laughs> this to a child. So yeah, they're all um, they're all just like these bizarre concepts. And I chose one called Marionette Mansion. That sounds scary. It's already scary. I'm showing Bailey the cover of it right here. Oh, no. So the concept for this one um, is very out there. <laughs> um... Basically, these two children are friends when they're children, uh, and one of them belongs to a family in which the father is very domineering, and he runs a kind of Japanese puppet show out of his van. Uh, The children become separated because the family that lives in the van with the puppets goes away. Then the main character finds this childhood friend when they're both adults, and they go back to their house and realize that they have their whole family on strings and they're all floating around the house attached to strings somehow Uh, like marionettes uh, Uh, but they're not like dead or anything they just live their lives suspended from the ceiling and like the whole all the ceiling is pitch black so these strings disappear into the pitch blackness and the main character can't tell if the people are being operated or what's going on and there's also this kind of really creepy traditional Japanese figurine that is also a puppet that kind of capers around in the background. It's very, very, very freaky. Ooh, that sounds really freaky. Yeah. You know, that's basically the story in general. Um, I'll just speak more about Ito. He is fantastic. If you have the stomach for these stories, I could not recommend 
anything more. <laughs> they are legitimately, I find a lot of horror stories to be like what Andrew said, even ones with adult themes. They're more spooky than scary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's quite hard to read something on the page and be legitimately scared. But Ito manages it. It is it is manga, so it is it's like a graphic novel. But they're just his drawing is so powerful and so deeply unsettling the images that he conjures and the ideas he plays with. Actually, there's a YouTube essay, which is a thing that is real these days, <laughs> um, by a channel called Laser Wolf that is about Ito and why he's so good at scaring you on the page. And it's interesting. He says it has all to do with the format of the manga and the page turn. Ooh. So it's very difficult in other formats to achieve that same kind of sense of like, oh my God, what's next? I know something's coming. And then you turn the page and it's these full page horrific monsters that are like leering at you. And it manages to actually conjure that experience of the kind of jump scare uh -huh. that you get in movies, which is hard to create on the page with the written word but he can do in manga form. Cool. That sounds great. Yeah. Again, if you have the stomach for it, highly recommend it. If you think you might not have the stomach for it, you probably don't have the stomach for it. <laughs> they're, they're pretty gross and scary. So then how many screams slash screaming bats? I mean, five, five. Wow. This story, well, this story in particular, it's actually not the scariest one. I'd say screams, three, bats, five. Nice. But the collection as a whole... It, it goes so extra in some places that I'll give it a 5-5. Five, five. Awesome. Five screams. Five bats. Well, Professor Toby assigned to me the cask of Amontillado. Amontillado. The cask of Amontillado. Very good. A little unnecessary Italian inflection there, but <laughs> that's fine. Amontillado. This is Edgar Allan Poe, like I said. Instead of um, giving a little summary, I'm just going to, just gonna, you know, set the scene. Ready? Hmm. All right. No. Italy, a long time ago. <laughs> Carnival. Mm. A man hates another man. Mm. That man says, hey, buddy, I noticed that you're drunk and dressed up like a clown. You want to come check out my cool wine in this crypt? <laughs> like you do. And the guy's like, I mean, I guess he's like, I mean, if you don't want to, I mean, I have another friend that would do it. And he's like, no, no, I'll do it. They go deep deep, deep into the crypt to be continued. Mm. That's solid, right? I yeah. like how you presented it as though you were going to read the first sentences or so. Yeah. And then all yeah. of a sudden it devolved into, bro hates this other bro. It's kind of obvious what's going to happen. Or at least, I mean, I thought it was kind of obvious. Maybe I have a twisted I think mind. To almost, I think to almost every reader, you're like, why are you going into that crypt, man? Yeah, what are you going to do in Don't that go crypt? In there. I think they explicitly state in the beginning of the story, it's like, this guy knows that the other man hates his guts. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he really, really wants to try that, that wine. Very What's special. What's it called again? Amontillado. Ooh, very nice. My quote is just going to be out of context, but we'll just pique people's interest. Everyone ready? Just like wine. This, this, this story is like four pages long, so you can read it. <laughs> uh, the quote is, For the love of God, Montressor! I always thought it was Montressor. Well, I don't know. Could be either. Um, I You could read it online, but I... Realize that I have this giant collection of Edgar Allan Poe from Barnes & Noble. It's a cool edition. It's pretty cool. It has, like, gilded edges. Mm -hmm. So I read it from that. Um, I'm going to give this a solid... I mean, to me, it was only two screams because I could see what was going to happen. Yeah. But, you know, if you put yourself in the character's shoes, pretty scary. But I'll give it a solid four bats. Four, four bats. bats. 
if any of these stories interest you, you should check them out. But now's the point in the podcast where we're going to make our own story. So Dylan has a random sentence generator. He's going to give us a random sentence. Then we're going to go around. We'll do it in the order of how we presented our story. So it'll be Andrew, Toby, me. And let's go around a few times. And we're going to make the scariest story that we can. Should we do it like in the style of Edgar Allan Poe or the style of somebody? Or I think Poe, Poe, Poesian? Posian. All right. So as best we can, let's let's imagine that we're Edgar Allan Poe. For the well, love of God, Montressor. It could be quite difficult to make it Posian, depending on what sentence Dylan gives us. Ready? Yep. <laughs> the first sentence is, they got there early and they got really good seats. They noticed the old man across the aisle. Look at them one too many times. Todd went for hot dogs. <laughs> this is supposed to be Edgar Allan Poe. Sorry, Todd went for flan. <laughs> what? Okay. As Todd stood up, he heard a noise. Bang, bang, bang. Coming from near the old man. The old man had dropped his flan. Would you like me to get you another one? Todd said. <laughs> The old man turned so, so slowly in his seat, his wrinkled hands trembling over the spilt flan on the floor. He looked at Todd and said, I have enough flan. Get away from me, boy. <laughs> yeah, run with that, Andrew. <laughs> <clears throat> the old man cleared his throat and spoke with a more normal voice. Sorry. <laughs> I am growing old and my faculties aren't what they used to be. I'm very sensitive about not being able to hold on to flan. <laughs> Todd knew that he should deny the old man's invitation, but he felt oddly compelled by the weird... Weird look in the man's face. So, having no sense of danger, Todd followed the old man right out of the baseball stadium, not even saying goodbye. That's right. They were watching baseball. <laughs> you know that flan-filled baseball time? <laughs> you remember those bang-bang noises that came out of nowhere? That was a bat. Three bats. <laughs> anyway, he, wa he walked out of Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Without saying goodbye to his friends, and he followed the old man to his coach. Todd paused a moment, thinking it odd that four horses donned all in black were, <laughs> were conveying forward this hollowed-out Rolls Royce that he called his coach. He let the thought pass through his head, forgetting it instantly when they rolled upon the stone mansion in the distance. Inside, the house was like a maze. A maze filled with flan. There was flan in every direction. Mini fridges full of flan. Ovens baking flans. The scent was so overpowering, it made Todd dizzy. And at the same time, Todd was very excited by the flan. <laughs> well, what kind of story is this? <laughs> he was still very hungry because he didn't get to get his flan from the baseball game. But just as he went to reach for a, a rogue glass of flan, the old man 
whipped off his cloak. And revealed that he was made entirely of flan himself. <laughs> That's what I was hoping you would say. I hope you enjoy those bites you're about to take, Todd. <laughs> because you've already started to change into flan yourself. <laughs> Todd stared down with his gelatinous eyes at hands that were becoming custody. His knees felt weak. And he sank to the floor in a sweet, sweet puddle. Above him, there was a sign that said, Seek, tra- seek transit flan. <laughs> <laughs> so passes the flan. And now, Dylan, give us the concluding sentence. <laughs> and the final sentence. If I don't like something, I'll stay away from it. Ooh. Said the old man. <laughs> no, said Todd. Ooh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did, (laughs) but I doubt it. (laughs) I genuinely started to try to make it a creepy story and immediately (laughs) was kneecapped by by going for flan. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, I think it ultimately made made it better, but I just wasn't expecting it. I'm just so happy that you picked up what I was putting down about the man being made of oh, flan. Oh, I, I was going to turn him into flan but in the baseball stadium, but I thought it was too early. <laughs> All right. Well, excellent scary stories, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We hope mm-hmm. you guys are gearing up for Halloween and this, you know, didn't scare you too much. I hope this has put paid to the rumor that we're smart. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay, next week on the podcast, we are doing our special Halloween episode. Toby is reading The Great and Secret Show by Clive Barker, and I am reading Dracula by Bram Stoker. Bats. Thanks for listening to the To Read List. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email the To Read List podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash the To Read List podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram at the To Read List podcast and on Twitter at To Read List pod. Thanks to Toby and Andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me, to Dylan for sound recording, to Miss Jillian Beth Durkee for composing our intro song, and to Patrick McGran for remixing it. See you next week. Happy reading. Bats, bats, bats. Yes. <laughs> bats, bats, bats. <laughs>